Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is season three, episode number 77, The Magic of TikTok. Thank you so much for joining me today. You can find me at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Let's pop in your earbuds and let's go. So this podcast evolved out of a global pandemic. You hear me say that at the beginning of every one of my podcasts, how during the quarantine when we were all stuck home, I created this podcast using my therapy and journalism skills to reach out to the world. And I have reached out to the world, people all over the world. Some of my biggest listeners are in California, which I find amazing because it's my favorite place to visit within the United States. So shout out to my California listeners and all over my, all over the listeners in the United States and abroad. So when I talk about this podcast that evolved out of a global pandemic, I'm going to talk about that a little bit today on how the pandemic changed a app on your phones or your computers or your iPads, how it blew up an app across the world, and how that relates to mental health. And so at first, when you see the title of this podcast, The Magic of TikTok, you might be questioning because you know the basics of TikTok. And questioning why would a mental health, motivational speaking, self-help, self-improvement podcast talk about TikTok? Well, by the end of this podcast, you'll have a good idea on why and how maybe you can utilize this platform or other ways to help you improve your mental health. So I'm going to start out from the beginning of TikTok because TikTok wasn't TikTok. It was called Musical.ly. It had this bright red color and Musical.ly was the title of the app. And it was launched in April 2014. And it gave you 50 second videos where you could lip sync, um, tape yourself, do little dance routines, they would, kids would lip sync to their favorite songs and, and try to get really, really creative with it. And at, in 2016, it soared to 40 million users, which were predominantly young youth, adolescents, and teens. And I have a personal experience with Musical.ly. My youngest daughter, who is now 17, when she was 7th, 8th, and ninth grade, and Musical.ly was still um, in about seventh and eighth grade, she had over 21,000 followers. And back then, that was a lot. Now, I was concerned. As a mental health therapist, a recreational therapist, my child being on this social media platform, kind of opening herself up to the entire world was concerning to me. 
My husband had given her permission. I was never big. I was one of late bloomers on any type of social media. And um, I was concerned. <clears throat> but she had over 21,000 followers. So there was a balance that I had to go through with it. And kind of monitor it a little bit and followed her on Musical.ly. Um, it was her kind of coping me mechanism because socially things weren't the best at school. And she started to make friends, believe it or not, internet friends, I guess you would call them, through Musical.ly. And it was just a great place for her to express herself. In 2000, August 2nd of 2018, TikTok took over Musical.ly by a company called ByteDance. It acquired it. And I remember when that happened because TikTok and Musical.ly kind of had a different feel. The logo of Musical.ly really captured and drew in a younger population. TikTok was more abstract. And I remember when it was changing, all my daughter's friends who were on Musical.ly were all complaining about it. They felt the change before the change happens. And so um, it's a social media platform just like Musical.ly. Um, it's used for creating, sharing different videos and short videos. So not just the lip syncing, but it turned into a way where people could exploit, highlight their talents. According to Yellowhead, TikTok has more than 1 billion followers. 1 billion followers. Now, of course, my kid is huge into TikTok now. She's 17 and um, still has a little bit. She has a similar following. You know, as she gets older, she doesn't work on it a lot. You have to work on it to get all these followers. Um, it's da been downloaded more than 3 billion times the app. It's the most popular app for young teens and adults. 18% of all internet users use TikTok. TikTok's available in 154 countries. So think about that for a minute. 154 countries that you could reach through your TikTok app. And it's the seventh most popular media platform in the world. Here's something that will make your mouth drop to the floor if you're really not familiar with TikTok. More than a third of TikTok users make 100K annually. You heard me right. This platform has become an income for people who really work at it. We know people who have become famous from TikTok. And it's so big that there's no way when you look at the research that you can't ignore it as a marketing tool. Because when you hear that somebody can make up to $100,000 a year from TikTok, from the sponsors that they get on TikTok, I mean, this is a whole new realm of social media. And so let me tell you a little bit about my experience with TikTok. 
there is a thing called Playlist Live, which happens in Orlando, Florida, every year up until the pandemic. This year is its first year back in September, I believe. Of course, we have our hotel reservations and tickets because my daughter still wants to go, even after the little hiatus we had because of COVID. And when I did go with her, because she was younger, mom has to pay for a ticket and mom has to be there. So I really was taken back because what we don't see and know can be really unbelievably eye-opening when you're immersed in something. And that was what I had the first time I went to this Playlist Live convention in Orlando, Florida. First of all, the kids, the tremendous amount of kids. Now, this was before COVID. The tremendous amount of kids where parents paid these outrageous prices to go see their TikTok famous people that they wanted to see, get autographs, get pictures taken. It was just unbelievable to watch kids go running like maniacs through the lobby of this major hotel because they heard that one of their TikTok famous people was at a specific restaurant eating lunch. People would go running when they'd hear they were by the pool. Well, while my daughter was doing all this, and of course she met up with some TikTok friends because, well, ultimately in those days she had a big following. Not to the point where she was highlighted at Playlist Live, but she had her fans that she would meet in different places and they would take pictures with her. And it was just a great way for her to build her self-esteem at that time in her life. And while she was doing that, I was going to the different talks that they would have, interviews with people. And I saw talks on how TikTok helped this one person come out to their family and their friends and the world. I saw someone who spoke about being transgender and how TikTok helped them with that. And so TikTok took on a whole different meaning for me at that time before the pandemic. And it was a big part of our world because she would talk to people all over the place and make friends through TikTok. And when she would meet up with them, it was all these new people that my daughter's world was opened up to besides the small town that we live in and the high school or middle school that she went to. And so we continued to go up until the pandemic. Well, something happened during the pandemic. So TikTok, which was formerly Musical.ly, initially was a great place. Young people, for them to express their creativity and their individuality and their talents. But during COVID, TikTok kind of exploded with people from all ages. It became a place for youth to express their mental health struggles and to find groups of people that they could relate to. It began to slowly bleed into all adults. They began to become TikTok users and TikTok followers. And people young and old, would start to talk about their diagnosis of mental health issues. And in turn, this would start to educate the public on different 
mental health issues, on bipolar disorder, and someone talking about their extreme mood swings, and what do they do when they're manic, and what do they do when they're depressed. I mean, some people are never exposed to this, or even know the term bipolar disorder. So this became a way also of not only expressing your struggles, being able to connect with people with the same struggles, but educating people. And something just blew. You all know what happened with TikTok during the pandemic, being quarantined. The insane amount of families creating TikToks at home, lip syncing and dance moves. And there are all these kind of artistic things that people had to find these new ways to have fun. And so this app just blew up extremely. And we all witnessed it. We all witnessed how this blew up. Dr. Pian, Pian, oh my God, I'm a bit butcher this. Dr. Piacentini said that TikTok has become a coping mechanism. Did you hear that? TikTok has become a coping mechanism. And so here's some things where they have concretely seen it not just through their therapy sessions with their clients, but actual things that they've seen. According to Los Angeles Times, TikTok videos with the hashtag mental health has accumulated more than 20 billion views. Just the hashtag mental health, 20 billion views. Hashtag anxiety, 11 billion views. Hashtag ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, 9 billion views. Think about that. Just with those three hashtags, almost 50, 50 million, sorry, oh my God, I am tongue-tied today. Almost 50 billion views just with those three hashtags. It's just so fascinating to me that this platform that was just kids lip syncing and dancing and kind of reaching out has become a place that people can help themselves with their mental health, find people alike that go through the same things and be educated about mental health. I mean, we even saw all those famous people, right? All of them doing different things on Facebook, on Facebook, on TikTok, and Facebook, and Instagram. But something happened where they just all gravitated towards TikTok because of its unique platform because how you could easily reach millions and billions of followers. You'd see clips of Broadway singers singing a song from one of the Broadway plays that they were a part of. You've seen young vocalists rise to fandom and famous levels where they've created records and signed on with record labels. I mean, it's unbelievable 
what this app can do. And so why not use TikTok to help you with mental health? Not your sole way to help you through your mental health issues, but a great way to help you express yourself. Sometimes when you go on TikTok, you will see things. You'll see people struggling. And you sit and you may even cry for them and feel bad for them and empathize with them and almost feel sorry for them. But that's not what they want. What they're getting from you by you viewing is support. It's a non-visual support other than the views that they see. People have viewed their posts, but it gives them support. So we're starting to step into a whole different realm on how social media can be utilized in our lives. We all know the detrimental facts of social media. It's because it's been around for so long with other um, platforms. We are seeing that too much screen time. I have a little thing on my phone that every week it tells me if my screen time is up or my screen time is down. We've become aware of how it affects our eyes too much screen time, how it affects our ability to go to sleep at night. So we get that. But now there's a counterbalance of positivity and how you can express yourself and memorialize yourself. And it's really a wonderful, wonderful way. Now, I get it. Not everybody is going to go on TikTok. I'm going to start my own. My daughter set me up with my TikTok account because, like I read before, it's if you ignore it, if you really ignore it, it's a shame when you have a business because it's such a great marketing channel and it's a great way for me to market to people to listen to my podcast. And if I can help one person through creating a TikTok, goal accomplished. Just like I've said with this podcast, if I reach one person where I make a difference, goal accomplished. So now I'm going to move into that realm and see, and I will talk about it in the future. It's wide open spaces with Elise on TikTok. Nothing is on there yet. I have to gain a little bit of courage to go ahead and do a TikTok on there. It's not always so easy for us. I like to talk, but I don't necessarily like to be videoed. So it's something that I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and explore. So... If you're not a TikTok fan and you don't want to utilize that as a way for everybody to see your struggles, your good times, your bad times, we talk about journaling and writing and journaling. And part of the problem with writing or typing and journaling is if it's not quite your thing, you can get easily distracted. You may have a thought, you start to put it down on paper, and another thought comes, and that thought's gone. And because it just takes so long to write or type your feelings. Now, some people love to write and type. And that's your thing. And that's the way you get your feelings out. But for a lot of us, that's just a hard route to take. 
Well, there's something called video journaling. So you're getting away from the TikTok public way of working through your feelings and your mental health, which I will be a huge supporter always of TikTok because I've seen it personally with my daughter, with her friends, with other adults that I've seen who have been going through a hard time who have utilized TikTok. So I will always be a great proponent of it. But if that's not for you, there's video journaling. Now, video journaling can be exciting. It can be a way to express your mental health struggles, your family struggles, the dynamics in your work, whatever it is. It's almost just like writing or typing it, but you're videoing yourself while you're doing it. You go in the privacy of your own home. Maybe you'll bring your pet in there with you just to relax you as you get used to videoing yourself, expressing yourself. Now, here's the beauty of it. It's memorialized, so it's there unless you decide to delete it. But when you watch it back, and you should always watch it back, maybe not immediately, maybe you need a break, but you watch it back. We don't usually watch ourselves. I am a total people watcher because of my therapeutic skills. I am watching and looking for cues from people. Not just when it's somebody that I'm trying to help, but just in life in general. When you watch yourself, you'll start to see cues. You might see a look on your face that represents a feeling that you didn't know exactly that you had your finger on. And you might start to question, maybe I am feeling that way. You may look at your body posture and notice when you are sitting or doing certain things with your hands or shaking your feet while you're talking so your body's kind of moving as you're talking. These are all cues that we don't notice about ourselves. We're not looking at ourselves. I mean, how many times have you been shaking your leg, let's say waiting for an appointment and didn't even realize you were doing it? These are things that video journaling can help you with. Looking at yourself, watching, evaluating, to give yourself cues on what's going on internally and what you're projecting to others. The next part of video journaling, obviously, is to express your feelings. Remember, journaling isn't always about trauma or feeling depressed or feeling anxious. Journaling is about the good things that happen in life also. We have so many good things that we need to look for. So when you do decide, if you choose to do video journaling, don't just focus on the things that are, you're struggling with or, or bringing you down. Make it a point in your weekly video journalings to include the positives. And maybe you'll kind of have an outline for your video journaling. First, you'll talk about how you're feeling that day and what you've been going through for the week, but then identify something positive that's been going on. So that's your video journaling of yourself, your feelings, your trials, the hard times, the good times, and all that wrapped up into a video journal. You can utilize this by creating a library of all of your video journals. And this gives you a great way when you've gotten through a tough time or walked through difficult things to go back and look at it 
and see how far you've come. Or maybe you see that there's some similar struggles that are kind of having a theme throughout your video journals. It's a great way for you to have insight into yourself. And if you do go see a therapist, it's a great way for you to, to share those with them if you choose to, or to say that when you've been doing this, you've noticed some insights into yourself that you can work with with that. There's another type of video journaling, which I just shared on my Instagram account at Wide Open Spaces with Elise and on my Facebook account. And it's all about memorializing the life experiences that you have. I created a short video. It only includes me because I don't put anybody else I know onto my public platforms unless I have permission. But I created a video. I have an app on my phone that I use. And you can pick different styles and ways to show these videos. I've been doing this for years. And you probably, if you're a Facebook person, which would be an older person, because let's be realistic, younger people don't really utilize Facebook that much. But you know on your Facebooks when memories pop up and they bring a smile to your face? Well, that's kind of what these videos do, but it's not just a snapshot. It's a video of a vacation, of a family event, of just being at the beach, taking a walk. It's different pictures that you take that you incorporate into a video. Yes, snapshots, not actual live video as you're talking. You take these snapshots and you create it into a video. No offense, if you're a scrapbooker, that's wonderful if you've got the patience for it. But if you're like me, who attempted scrapbooking years ago, I never finished a project. So all these pictures that were undeveloped at the time when we would develop those pictures for the scrapbooks are just sitting somewhere, not put into a scrapbook. So taking these pictures, even though if they're saved in the cloud or wherever you save your pictures on your phone, creating a video that you can look back on. I have my videos pre-pandemic and I can see the differences and family vacations versus family vacations now and more of the free life that we had back then. And there are the times when people who have passed away will be in my videos. And yes, of course, I feel sad, but it also changes that grief that's always internal inside of me to a smile because I see those pictures. We don't always pull out pictures of people that we've lost in our lives. So to see the happy times and to have those, those memories brought to the surface can be so therapeutic, even in the time of great grief. And so I want you to try this. There's different apps. There's some that you can use for free. Of course, they have minimal space. And because of what I do for a living with my podcast and my blogging, I needed to pay for an app, which is very inexpensive, but it gives me the freedom to create all types of videos, not only for my podcast, which I do, but to memorialize the times in my life with my friends, with my neighbors, with family members that I don't get to see very often. And then I love to see how everybody's changed. When we, have, when we see them more recently, you can see 
how young they were. I mean, oh my God, when I see those young pictures of my girls come up, and some are, they're missing their teeth and they're so cute and little and you can't imagine looking at them as almost one an adult and almost an adult that they were ever so little. This is what this creative way to express yourself and to memorialize all these positive things that have happened in your life. I love to put little sayings on my videos. Maybe I'll put a date or, or what it was or, you know, if it's summer fun on the beach, just summer fun. And then I love to add the music to the video. It kind of just brings that whole video alive. And the music, of course, apropos to whatever the activity is or events that we're doing. And I even use these when it's a good, good friend's birthday. And I pull all these pictures of, of them because I want to wish them a happy birthday on social media. And I can use this on any social media platform because I create it on my phone. And then I put it onto social media. And I create this beautiful movie collage of all the times that I've been with this person. And then put a song that represents our friendship and what a great way to say happy birthday to someone that you love on social media. If you're not somebody who's been doing these kind of things, I hope I'm getting those juices flowing because it is summertime. Yesterday was the first official day of summer and I know if you listened to my last podcast, and I hope you did. And if you didn't, go back to listen to 76 episode. And it talks about how we're at the beginning of what summer can be for all of us. And no matter what your financial situation is, you can create goals for the summer. There's nothing worse than the summer going by and you didn't get to do the things that you really wanted to do. Especially if you live in a climate that gets very cold. Here in South Florida, we can still do a lot of those things, but it gets you to think about the goals. So as you're thinking about your summer goals, the first goal I want you to have ready to go is your phone. And I want you to consciously take pictures. You're not making a movie right now when you're in that moment. You're just snapping pictures. The picture doesn't have to be perfect. The picture can be while somebody's in motion of doing something. Just snap those pictures. And then when you have time, when you're ready to be a little creative, go back, use one of these apps to create a video of that particular event, vacation, birthday celebration, anniversary, college graduation, your, your, your child getting ready to go to college, getting them set up in their dorms, whatever it is. Just snap pictures. And then when you're ready, you create this video with pictures or words on it if you choose. But always put music. Because remember, I always talk about music and how music can really make us feel and tap into emotions. So when you have this video of these memories passing through in this creative way and the music is playing, it has such an impact on our emotions, on those good vibe feelings, even if there is someone in there who's no longer with us. Or maybe you're not friends with somebody anymore, but you remember those good times with them. And no matter who it is, if they're not in your life anymore, they made some kind of impact in your life. And if you are going through hard times and struggling, well, 
this is your time to step out of your box, to create videos by looking for the positive and taking pictures of the positive to help you defocus for a short amount of time from the negative, to give your brain a break. And so by focusing in what you're doing and looking around you for those positive little snapshots that you can take, you're really creating a coping mechanism for yourself on how to lift your spirits and how to train your brain to look at your world just a little bit differently. Because if you're listening to me, that means you're always trying to work on yourself. I'm always trying to work on myself. That's why this season is called The Journey, because I've been on a journey of some hard times that have piled up one on top of the other. And how can I reevaluate my world and create positive with all the struggles? We need to counterbalance, always counterbalance those type of struggles that we're having in our life. So if you're sitting there listening to me and going, I'm not going to do that. That's not my thing to create this movie of my experiences. I want you to try it. Just give it a shot. Maybe just take those pictures and you come back to them in a week. And you sit down for 10 minutes and you make this movie with music and different cute little things that you can add to the movie. and Colors and sparkles and whatever it is that the app you choose has. Because remember, creating these fun videos that just sit on your phone, or you can share them on social media, or you can make a catalog, like a library of them, within a certain folder on your computer or your phone. These will always, when you have them to look forward to, we don't always remember everything. Listen, I'm getting more forgetful as I get older. We all do. These things help jog our memories. They help us to remember specific aspects of things that we did in the past, because our brains can't hold it all in, unless you're one of those people who just has that complete visual memorization that you see and remember everything. Most of us don't. This is a great way to help us stay in touch with memories and moments. It also will enhance your creativity, and you might even improve your photography skills by the way you look at things and you see things and looking for the positive aspects. And when you're feeling down or you're missing someone or you just need a little mental health break, those videos can help you to come out of it, to lift your spirits. It's a coping strategy. I mean, ultimately, that's what I'm always talking to you about, is what coping strategies and mechanisms can you utilize in what you're going through in your life right now and in this moment. And this form of video journaling whether you're videoing yourself, talking about your feelings and getting them out versus writing them down on paper, or you create a video, let's say, memory book of all the different experiences you have with all your friends, family, cohorts, um, working place relationships, that you can create these videos and look back on them and show kind of like the memories of your life. Life goes by really fast, and to have these memories to look back on, well, ultimately, it's priceless. And so I'd like to end with this today, because you know I love my music, and you know I love my lyrics to music. So I'm going to end with a song by Green Day, and I'm going to read you the lyrics to the song. 
and tell me when I listen to it, if it doesn't just motivate you just a little bit to want to go out and do your video photo books, if you'd like to call them. So here we go. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the wrist, drags you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question, but a lesson learned in time. It's something unpredictable, but in the end, it's right. I hope you had the time of your life. So take the photographs and still frames in your mind. Hang it on a shelf in good health and good time. Tattoos of memories and dead skin on trial. For what it's worth, it was worth all the while. It's something unpredictable, but in the end, it's right. I hope you had the time of your life. It's something unpredictable, but in the end, it's right. I hope you had the time of your life. The song is called The Time of Your Life by Green Day. And I want to leave you with that as I hopefully motivated you to go out there with your setting your summer goals and memorializing it with fun, cute videos so that you have next summer or years to come a way to look back on the happy times in your life. And when you're feeling down, utilizing this to help you bring up your spirits to remember to enjoy the happy times. Remember, it's something unpredictable, but in the end, it's right. I hope you had the time of your life. Remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. Go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world with your phone ready to click those picture pictures. You can listen to me on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcasts, including Podbean. Until next week, my friends, ciao.